Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today, we've got a great working hours-related story of compliance. Our first story is from OverEagle729. New manager takes away overtime and working through lunch? Good luck. Obligatory, this happened a few years ago. I worked for a large brokerage firm as an hourly employee. Every day I worked through lunch and did at least one overtime hour in order to handle the heavy workload my team received. The extra hour of overtime was beyond normal business hours, but I would get another 45 minutes of overtime for working through lunch. Not only me, but the three other people on my team did this as well. We were all fine with it, as the overtime really helped us out and we were able to leave work with our tasks for the day completely finished. The tasks were super repetitive, so there was really no fear of burnout from us. The thing about working as an hourly employee at this company was that we would have to clock out for lunch for at least 15 minutes, even if we worked through the determined hour of it. Again, this was completely cool with us all, as the overtime pay more than made up for 15 minutes of lost pay each day. The system worked really well for about two years, but then we got a new manager. He was the hard butt, make everything as efficient as possible kind of guy, and we knew that he was going to come after our overtime pay. The best part about him becoming the manager is that he knew absolutely nothing about the jobs we do. He was completely clueless about the department as a whole actually and how high our workflows were. Three weeks into this new manager starting, he calls for a meeting for us all and says that no matter what, we should be taking an hour lunch each day and should be doing no overtime. While it seems like a nice thing for him to do to give us a break, he clearly was coming after our overtime pay. I had questions, such as how we expected everything to get done every day without the working through lunch and overtime we put in. His response was, We hired you all for 40-hour work weeks, so that's what you'll work for. Anything more is practically stealing from the company. So there goes our overtime pay. From that day forward, I took the hour-long lunch and made sure to have at least one other teammate tag along. I also began leaving precisely on time every single day once my time was completed regardless of how much work still had to be done. As you may have guessed, things started to back up big time. Our manager started to sweat asking why we were so backed up and I sat there saying that we can only do so much in a 40 hour week. This continued for 2-3 to three months and then we randomly received an email from our boss's boss saying that overtime was allowed again and that one hour lunch breaks were no longer mandatory but that they recommend we still do instead of hiring more people to help with the backup of tasks giving overtime to people who were already trained was clearly the better option in this situation and it was also much cheaper at least someone in management had some sense before it got too out of hand this story just kind of makes me think about whether i'd want to do overtime or just go right home Are you the kind of person that, if offered overtime, you'd rather work it and get that extra money? Or if you're supposed to work 40 hours a week, would you rather just work those 40 hours and go right home? Let me know what you guys preferred down in the comments. Our next story is from I'm Zegan. Don't want us to drive over your grass? Okay, then curbside delivery it is. 
My father-in-law just retired trucking and is helping his sons that have a small local delivery company. They mostly work with some hardware stores that offer free shipping, that way they get more sales. Then they call some delivery companies and use the cheapest one. The terms for the free shipping is that it's curbside, if they want anything else they have to pay extra. So last week they had this customer that asked for a lot of construction material since they were remodeling their home. My in-law went to the place and the customer asked them to put the materials in the backyard. He said that it was a curb delivery and that their truck wouldn't be able to drive there easily. Basically, the customer, a 60-year-old, asked very politely to help them since they had no way to move the stuff and they couldn't have it in the front porch for safety and HOA reasons. Well, my father-in-law told him that he would need to back up and drive over the grass which was wet. This basically took 20 to 30 minutes just to be able to back up the truck to the backyard and obviously made a bit of a mess in the front garden but easier to fix some grass than move a few tons of construction material. He basically did this for free and just to be a nice person. Next day, father-in-law gets a call from the hardware store that the customer is very upset, that they messed up their front garden and blah blah blah, that they ended up giving the customer some credit notes and gift cards. Father-in-law told them that they wouldn't be charging for that delivery or would give them the next curbside delivery for free. Well, guess what? Yesterday, they got a new delivery to the same address with the same person. This time, a lot of sheetrock panels, 2x4 and I don't remember what else, but, well, construction material. The customer asked the same, curbside delivery. Father-in-law first of all apologized for driving over the grass, and you know, all the apologetic stuff you do to keep your client happy, but here's the malicious compliance. Right when the customer was like, don't worry, it's okay, you can drop it in the backyard, father-in-law was like, nope, can't do, I'm dropping it right here as stipulated in this invoice you signed. According to father-in-law, the customer was fuming, called the store, the store didn't really care much, they spent the best part of an hour discussing, and father-in-law wouldn't budge. Finally, he was like, If you don't want to receive it, it's okay. It's already paid, I'll just return it to the store. But I believe they will charge you a restocking fee. So he had to make a choice, receive the stuff and move it himself, or return it and have the contractors unable to do anything the next day. So he decided the first, father-in-law left everything nicely accommodated in the curbside and left. Guess the old grumpy man's back's gonna be hurting after he's done, but he can say he didn't ask for it. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Master Protection 29. Don't mess with the Freedom of Information Act. Years ago, I worked in an office that regularly fulfilled federal and state freedom of information requests. This was a government, city, county, state job, and we had a good reputation of fulfilling public, business, and other government requests quickly, and had good knowledge of all the nuances of the historical importance. Our packets had all the known ownership, buildings and their use, along with water and mineral rights, power, water, telecommunication lines, historical property maps and deeds, historical tax statements, and all that stuff. We got a awful boss. This boss that didn't want these requests filled without his approval and demanded all requests go through him first. The man was a horrible micromanager, and if you didn't coddle his delicate moods, he would become extremely verbally aggressive, would get into your face yelling and throwing stuff, sometimes in your direction. If you happened to be female, he was a complete butt-grabbing sleaze. The one time he did this to me, when he ran out of words to yell and things to throw, 
I smiled, which upset him more, and told him, I've heard worse from people who were supposed to mean more to me. Bring it. Maybe not my best response. Bad Boss had also during this time demanded we use his personal email and sent said emails from a personal email. In other words, do not use government-issued emails. His demands for all this pissed me off. So, after a cocktail or three, I came up with a beautifully evil, devious plan. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I was tired of waiting on the slow investigation of reported complaints. I contacted all my friends, regular packet requesters who owned, were looking to own, and whose extended families own property, residential, business, agricultural, whatever. Help them fill out the request to ensure they were in compliance and will be emailed to my boss's work email. The email he didn't use. All emails came from the compliance office or public relations, not my office. Over a hundred requests were sent to him that were never responded to within the Freedom of Information Act time regulations. This put the state and federal attorney general's office's eyes on him and his actions. As soon as their investigation started, he was relieved of all responsibilities, put on leave, and all office activities scrutinized by the attorney general's office, who placed a team to manage us all. This was a little unplanned snafu I happily endured. All because everything he did was thoroughly investigated, he was fired for trying to 1. Have agency-owned assets devalued so he could buy, 2. Sell devalued assets at a trumped-up price, 3. He was purchasing items with office funds that were for his personal use. Since then, his sexual intimidation and harassment charges have gone to court. I don't know what happened, and yes, I fulfilled all the Freedom of Information Act requests. I think it kind of just goes without saying, if you work in a position that can be directly scrutinized by the federal government, you probably don't want to mess around and find out. Some people do and some people get away with it, but for those that slip up, the government's probably going to try to make an example of you. This next story is from Kurdrin, my maliciously compliant kid. We have two kids, five and a year and a half old, and they are extremely smart. My oldest is at that point where he's figured out that he can't get in trouble if he doesn't get caught. This, of course, has translated to bedtime as well. We have a rule in our house that he needs to be in bed by a certain time, but he doesn't need to be actively going to sleep until an hour later. We have an alarm clock for that. During that time, he's allowed to read in his bed via his little light. 
The one major rule is no toys in bed at bedtime. The past couple of nights when I've gone in to check on him, I've found a mess of toys in his bed which, per our rules, are promptly removed and he's not allowed to have them back the next day to his great dismay. This leads us to last night. My wife and I are watching a movie in the living room when I hear the thump of a toy hitting the ground. I sigh, pause the movie, and head to his bedroom for more toy confiscation. When I open the door, I'm greeted to his room being almost completely black. Strange. Looking through the dark, I find I'm not in his bed, but perched on the chair of his little desk, stone still with his hands over his little light that he has just shut off in hopes of me not catching him. You know that kind of stillness you got into as a kid when you were caught red-handed doing something you know you weren't supposed to be doing? Yeah, that kind of still. Stifling a chuckle, I move over to him. What are you up to, buddy? I ask as I click on the light. Now I can see that he's reassembling one of his Lego projects, and the thump I heard was the Lego helicopter falling off his desk. As I take this all in, I hear a hushed and hurried whisper, There are no toys in my bed. I say, What? Again, as if afraid mom's going to hear, he whispers, There are no toys in my bed. Now I'm struggling to keep a laugh down. He's technically correct, the best kind of correct, because the rule is, no toys in bed. But there's no real hard and fast rule about stay in bed. We've never needed it because it's never come up. But this cheeky little poop knows it. I get him in bed, tuck him in, and explain that bedtime means he needs to stay in bed. Then I leave and share this with my wife, and we both are crying, we're laughing so hard. Like I said, my kids are extremely smart, and this kid is definitely going places. I agree wholeheartedly with OP, a five-year-old that's smart enough to make that distinction. I imagine sometimes they can really surprise you by how well a five-year-old can read between the lines. And our final story of the day is by Feral85. You need me to start at 8.30? Okay then. Setting the stage, I was working in a small tech startup ages ago when I was just fresh out of uni as a grad, first then as a software engineer. At first, the company was fantastic. I was in the R&D department and we were making some cool bleeding edge stuff. Then the company ran into trouble and had a shakeup. They fired everyone in R&D except for the lowest paid worker, aka me. They then brought on a new GM who was not a tech guy. At this point our product worked pretty well, but the sales guy would promise the world whilst we could maybe only provide Iceland. The precipitating incident. I used to come in at 9 or 10ish, so not a morning person and finish between 7 to 10 p.m. Also, at least three to five times a month, needed to travel to clients and needed to be there for a meeting at 9, so I left at 4 a.m. All good, got the work done, everyone was happy. Enter our new GM. New GM says, I've noticed you come in late on many occasions in the last few weeks. What's going on? I say I've never had a set start time, just do the work and get stuff done. I'm not late because I don't have an official start time. They say, that's bonkers, you're contracted for 8.30 to 5. I need you to be in for 8.30. I say, sure, will do. Maliciously compliant. Came in at 8.30 every day, left at 5. Result, got a lot less work done. Customers had to work around me arriving at midday. Sorry, my manager doesn't allow me to leave before half 8, so nothing I can do. GM pulled me into his office, saying he had complaints about me not being available to customers. I told him I don't understand why. He told me to work at 8.30, doing that. He says, well, but customer visits don't count. 
Well, he should have told me that, then complained my productivity had gone down in the last few months. Well, sure, I'm working my contracted hours as per his instructions, no longer pulling 9 to 12 hours a day. The outcome? He asked me to ignore his instructions and go back to the way we were. I informed him I found a new job. This is yet another one of those stories that you toss on the pile of people don't quit bad jobs, they quit bad managers. OP was working their butt off here, going 9 to 12 hours a day? Clearly they didn't value OP the way they should have, or maybe this new GM was trying to cut costs, I don't know. But you would have thought that they would have surveyed how much work OP was actually pulling, and whether it was realistic to cut back his hours. But I guess that would be bonkers, wouldn't it? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another malicious compliance story that was crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.